You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Happy start of the NFL season. I'm very happy about it. Happy. Happy, very, very happy. It's going to be an awesome game tonight. It could be even the Super Bowl preview. Who the heck knows? I mean, it's the Super Bowl favorite against the Super Bowl champ. Everyone in the world's going to be watching. I can't wait. And we get to actually talk about live football. Absolutely. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, the Steelers portion of the injury report mm-hmm. for Thursday is out. Deontay Johnson uh, limited again today hmm. uh, with the shoulder and now a, a calf issue uh, that cropped up. But uh, I would think he, he seems to me to be trending in the right direction. Good, good, Um good. You know, if he weren't going to play this week, you just shut him down. Yeah, right, right. You still have three days. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. So I, I feel pretty confident, and everybody that spoke about Deontay today, including offensive coordinator Matt Canada, seemed to think that you know, talked about. Well, we're pretty optimistic he's going to play. Good. That's great. There were some reports out there deal. otherwise, but that's I hear you. Yeah, it's a big deal though. I mean, we discussed what do you do without him yesterday quite a bit, and I think we both kind of came to the conclusion that. I really want to leave Claypool in the slot. Yeah. If that means putting Boykin on the outside as opposed to uh, Gunner or, or somebody else in the slot, or uh, they still may play more 12. I bet that's in the cards no matter what the situation is this year. But you want your number one receiver out there. It's a huge game. Absolutely. Right? Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marcus Allen back as a full participant uh, with the hamstring injury. Uh, but Chooks Okorafor oh, yeah. uh, missed today's practice with a back issue. Uh, that's news to me, and that's maybe as big a deal as Deontay. Now I think about it, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, if you're looking at the the Steelers' offensive linemen from from training camp and who had the best camp in preseason, I think mm-hmm. you'd say Chooks. Oh, I thought so. I, I, it's funny. I was on with Tom and Tim last night, and, and we were talking about Chooks and. One of the, I forget which one it was, made a good point. Like, boy, a lot of the practice reports on Chooks weren't good. And I said, well, that's when he was playing against TJ. Yeah, right. And I talked about that. You know, yeah. I talked to Chooks about it in, in the preseason. I'm like, is anybody going to be more happy when training camp is over than you? Right, right. Because you're getting left with one on one with TJ all the time. Yeah, nobody, you know, people just read Chooks keeps getting beat. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't in it's games, that, it's and that, he didn't yeah. against non-Watt defenders. You, you know, know? And, he, and he said that. He's like, oh, look, I'm, you know, really, the games are going to be easier for him than, than practices. And a one-on-one with Watt <laughs> with no help, of yeah. course. Even if, yeah. it's, even if you're just doing 10 snaps of that per practice. Yes. Like, I, you're going to look bad on eight of them. I mean, I know there's more right tackle options than left, I guess, depth-wise. But I think he's the one I would least want to lose from that line as it stands right now because he was their best lineman thus yeah. far. I think in 2022, I think he's been their best lineman. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't know that people have appreciated him. And it's going to take a while. I mean, he's yeah. one of those guys that ended up in the doghouse and never gets out. You know? Right. Yeah. Another one. Well, he stinks. He's he's not Marquise Pouncey. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. But he's a he's a starting right tackle. Yeah. And, and he's getting better. And the Steelers paid him in the offseason. I saw people twenty four. Yeah. People who were who were poo pooing that. I can't believe they paid Chuk's core for that kind of money. Well, you know what tackles cost. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's right. actually might end up being a cheap deal for him, especially in a year or two if he gets better as yeah. a twenty six year old or whatever. You know. I mean, it's so. I mean, again, they don't have star-studded offensive linemen, and I'm not suggesting he's on the path to being one. But I'll take solid or yeah. average, and he qualifies. Yeah, yeah, I think he's at the very least league average in terms of the you mm-hmm. know offensive tackle play. And if you look at his salary, among starters, he's being paid league average money for as a starting offensive tackle. And I mean, I don't think this is going to be the case, but if he does blow up in a bad way you can get rid of them at no cost yeah you know so they're in great shape with that yeah i don't i don't think that's going to be the, the case of what they're going to but he'd be missed on this game absolutely yeah I mean, I, you want to have him out there um you know my thoughts on this game are hendrickson's probably going to go against Moore a high percentage of the time and i think Moore's going to need help not that hendrickson's watt but therefore i think chooks is probably on hubbard alone a lot yeah. So his job might even be harder, you know, than a chip from Najee or Gentry help or Fryermuth help with Hendrickson. So this is a big game for Chukes. Yeah, I actually looked it up uh, last week or I think it was maybe Monday. I wrote, I talked to Dan Moore about his preseason, and uh, in the two games against the Bengals last year, I don't, I don't believe Moore gave up a sack in those games. Although Hendrickson had a pair of sacks in the games against the Steelers, okay, but they weren't against Moore. Apparently, they weren't against Moore. That's according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah. But, uh, and I'd have to watch them. I don't know if they go left-right with their guys or not. I know Hendrickson usually he's comes typically on that backside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he may have stunted inside or mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. things like that. Or I think he will line up at D tackle on third and eight at times. Too. Yeah, you know, not all. And you have to remember as well those games last year. The first one was semi-close at, at right, Heinz Field. Right. Um, the second one second in Cincinnati was as, as Ter- Terrell Austin talk, talked about. He said, "We just got our ass kicked." Like, yeah, it was forty-one to ten, and I don't know that it was that close. No, no, I mean they weren't really even in that one. I mean that was one of their worst performances of the year for sure. And mix and run, you know, a bunch of rushing yards in that game, and just you know it didn't go well from the beginning. Clearly, the Bengals were the better team the last time these teams met, and they're on a three-game winning streak. I'm still optimistic. I, I don't expect a blowout. I'm not sure who I'm going to pick yet. Um, but if you're giving me six and a half, I'll take the six and a half. I'm yeah. pretty confident on that. I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think it will be as well. Um, we'll, we'll get to those picks on Friday, uh, as well as our uh, DFS picks and all kinds of good stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, talking a little Steelers-Bengals now, the Bengals still haven't come out with their injury report yet. I'm interested to see. Are they like, oh, wait, no, they did. Qu- oh, they have why now. are they so much um, They added wide receiver Trent Taylor to their injury list today. Devin Asiasi. Uh, did not practice again for the second consecutive day. I mean, that's their third tight end. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell Wilcox, another tight end, was limited mm-hmm. for the second consecutive day. Drew Sample with the knee was a full participant. And then Trent Taylor was limited with a hamstring. So they seem to be 
pretty healthy. But again, you think they didn't play anybody. They didn't play anybody in, right, in the right. whole preseason. So, right. um, you know, I, I know if if Deontay Johnson doesn't, if it turns out not to play in this game, yeah, um, people were already questioning. You know, why did Mike Tomlin play his guys in this game, and uh, you know, why did they leave him in there so much? Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson got hurt in like what was it, the third play of the game? Yeah, I mean, like either that. way, you put him in harm's way, and, it, yeah. you're, and people get hurt when that happens. But, but it, you know, it wasn't like it was a big hit or something. He just landed no. wrong. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. I mean, but, I mean, that's what football is. It's hard yeah. on the body, and, you know, if you're out there, you have a, a chance to get hurt, and people get hurt every game. Yeah, the only guys who don't get hurt are the ones who are not playing. Yeah. I don't have a strong feeling of what to do in the preseason anymore. Well, I think this game could be... I'm trying to want to pay attention to the league. Yeah, like the league. I know the Rams did, didn't play. Anybody. Yeah, who didn't play, who did. Right. I asked Tomlin that on Tuesday, actually, if he learned anything about this three-game preseason that he didn't know before, and he's, he's, he kind of sloughed the, the question off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think he's – I don't think he knows right now what the, what the right yeah, – I don't know what their script is, let alone yeah. the 31 other teams. I know that all the teams look at it differently, where it used to be – Pretty consensus. You played your guys in the third game, yeah. fourth game. Everybody, but there sat, were a lot know? of people that were up in arms. At, Why is Najee Harris playing in this preseason game? Like he hasn't done anything yet. Though. He hadn't. Yeah, he You're hadn't right. even. He barely practiced in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know. So you wanted to get him out there, and that's why you know when the when the reports then came out when Harris said after the game that you know he had been dealing with a a, a Liz Frank injury, a, a sprain. Um, and then the fantasy crowd went crazy. Well, oh, he's right, got a, he's right. got a Liz Frank. Well, he just played a game, guys. Right. The, the injuries passed him. <laughs> the injury he just, he didn't happen in the game. It. He's right. coming back from it. That bothered. Injury. I mean, I know it bothered you too, but it boggled my mind. Like, why aren't people understanding the uh, the order the things happened here? Yeah. Not like they just heard Liz Frank and freaked out, and I can't take Najee Harris in the first round of my fantasy draft. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, yeah, I mean, he's they they brought they they preserved them and, and then they gave him a little test run and now he's ready to roll you know i mean that's the way it works yeah um you know he looks like he is ready to go he's raring to go mm-hmm. I, I think the whole team really i bet they're pretty wound up is, yeah. is ready to go I, I, they were pretty loose practice today at often. practice yeah. yeah yeah i can imagine um they're ready to get this thing started i, I talked to cam hayward about it yesterday he's like it seems like so long since real football real football yeah yeah, yeah. I, I bet it, it does for me too i mean like we're all super excited about preseason but you know that's a bit of a tease yeah. you know i mean it's this is legit, and tonight's going to be awesome. It's the it's Sunday's you know, going to be phenomenal. We get excited about the first day of OTAs, and then we get excited right, right, about right, right, mini right. camp. Oh, mini camp! They're going to put put pads on, maybe, and you know, they then they go to training on. camp. They put the they really put the pads on. They start hitting, and then, but then there's that acclimation period where they really don't do much. <laughs> I mean, it's like the Hall of Fame game. I, I think there's no tease greater than the Hall of Fame game because it's awful. Yeah, but we're just happy that people have helmets on running into each other. You know, you don't even know any of them out there, and none of them play football much after that. You know, but now it's real. So it, now it's real. Yeah. Yep. I saw a stat, Matt. Or I heard a stat. Fifty-three undrafted players made NFL rosters this year. Wow, that was more. That must was be rookies, not like undrafted rookies. Guys yeah. have been around, yeah. Undrafted rookies, fifty-three made the made final rosters. Okay, that was one more than sixth and seventh round picks who made it. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. When you said fifty-three, I initially thought that's not that big a number. You know. Some of these teams, it, that, but that's enough to fill out a whole team. I say that's two per team, basically. You know, yeah. you know, and you know, I'm thinking Houston and some of these teams with bad rosters probably had three Chicago, or four. Chicago, Chicago, you know. <laughs> the Giants, some of these ones that are really looking for cheap labor. Uh, the Bears are a great example. They make cap space. But wow, sixes and I've been saying this for a while. Sixes and sevens seem like they're worth less and less and less anymore. Yeah, and even this past draft, like 
I remember you and I being on the air. It seems like a long time ago. They made a trade, traded next year's fifth, and they're going to pick Loudermilk. And I went, first of all, I didn't know a ton about Loudermilk, so that was my fault. But I said, I bet next year's draft's going to be so deep because all these six-year guys are coming out. And the sixth and seventh rounds in this draft were junk. Yeah. And really, this draft wasn't deep at well, all. The thing that we didn't think about with those six-year guys coming out was like, okay, they're going to be 24, 25 years old. Yeah, and I'll you be really want to draft them, right, you know, right, right. You really want 25-year-old Velas Jones. Right. You know? Good point. Yeah, I mean, some of those guys might have been third-rounders that went in the fifth. Yeah. Fifth-rounders didn't get drafted and all those types of It's almost of like too. the Major League Baseball draft where, they, where the, the college players, the top college players, unless you're a real stud, mm-hmm. they don't end up not getting drafted. And you're because, too old, yeah. yeah you're, I'm you're sure cool. hockey's that way. Yeah. You know, if you're 19, you're overage, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe that's where the undrafted free agents came from. Maybe there's some of the older guys yeah. who just get him in camp and like he's better and more mature than the guy who took him in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, but these these trades with sixth or seventh rounders for uh, established veterans to me are basically giving away nothing now. Right, you're you're, you're basically saying we can use this guy now for a guy next year who probably isn't going to make our anything. roster. Right, and again, I'm Mason Rudolph's worth a lot more to me than a sixth or seventh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was interesting when I heard that. I'm like, wow, that's. You know, again, that that's a that's an entire roster and uh, of yeah. players, of undrafted guys um, that you know made the made the roster. Um, so yeah, I, that is a little bit surprising to me, um, but it also shows that mining those undrafted free agents and finding the Warrens. I mean, if if every camp has a Warren or two, you're stealing. You, you really know, I mean, are. I mean, yeah. you really are. I mean, you're taking guys that cost you zero, and you turn them into NFL players. Yeah, I, I actually chatted with him a little bit today, um, you know, about the the whole thing, and we we've, we've got a pretty good rapport worked mm-hmm. up here. Um, I know you talked to him a couple times. I think. Yeah. Came, yeah. Um, and I said, were you surprised when that when the uh, depth chart came out and you were number two? And he's like, Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that had to be fun. I mean, they, yeah. I feel like you've. Arrived, I mean, it's, it's you all know, been right, right. that way for him. He's like, I came into this thing just hoping to make the roster. And oh then, yeah. You know, then then it's like, okay, let, what can I do from here? And now it's going to be you know, going into your first game, and it's like it's all kind of a whirlwind for you. I mean, guys like him. If you told them the day he reported to camp, you're going to be a practice squad guy. I think you take it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You make the team. You're just hoping for a shot, a right? You know. So, question for you. I know you don't know the answer to this. Do you think he has a meaningful role on Sunday? Like even one series define meaningful. Is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, obvious. I mean, while Najee's one hundred percent healthy, I mean, do you think that they actually use the other backs a little more? Here's you know? the thing with Najee, and it's it was the same way with Levy on Bell, and everybody puts us on exactly where you're going. Everybody right. puts it on Tomlin's. You know that. Well, he never wants to take these guys out of the game. They never want to come out of the game. They never want to come out of the game. And I remember you saying this a lot when Bell was in his prime too. There's zero things that any other back is better than Najee at on this yeah. team. I mean, if you had McKissick on the team by chance, okay, maybe on third and eight you I, throw him I out will there. say you know this. I, mean? I think Warren is – is he might be as good as Najee as a receiver. You think so? He's pretty He's pretty he's nifty. A good, I mean, they, they threw him wheel routes down yeah, the field. Yeah, I mean, he he's catches the ball right. really well. I mean, I'm not picking on Spillane, but they, I mean, if it was him on Spillane, he'd run right past him yeah. on go routes and things like that too. I'm going to fight you on that, though, just because I don't think our our audience, I know you have, has not seen what Najee's capable of. I understand that. but catches over his head, fade uh, routes, yeah. you know, big receiver stuff. Like I, I get it, radius. but 
I, I think I think he brings a different element to it. There's he's faster. Different style. Oh, he's faster. Yeah, yeah he's, he might even be more explosive. You know, the yeah. accelerator. And, 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 and the speed. thing that the thing that I really like about him is that he's always falling forward, and he falls forward because he's so low to the ground. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get under him. They, they can't. Yeah. So linebackers are kind of catching him as opposed mm-hmm. to delivering a blow against him. So he's coming in at their knees and gets another step in yeah. and fall forward type of thing. And, and it's he's just aggressive. And, yeah. No, I like him quite a bit. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him get a series, you know. I don't know if he gets a whole series, I mean, but I could see him rich, getting but... getting a snap here or there just to, mm-hmm. you know, okay. A get, long drive. Yeah. Najee runs off the field. Well, or, and that's the know. other thing with Najee, you know, that we didn't see a lot of last year were the long runs. I think, if you know, if he breaks off a right. – he runs the ball three straight times and the last one's a 20-yard gain, okay, maybe right out let's, of get him, and... let's get him a blow here. Right, right, right. And we just didn't see that a lot last year. I think there's some reasons for that is I don't know that he's ever going to be a long-run guy even with great blocking. But he was hit earlier than any back in the league on yeah. average. You know, I mean, which is not his fault. If it had been Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Peyton, they would have got hit in the same spot. You know, it's just – and he got a lot after that. So I think his style fit with what they had around him last year and still does. You know, I mean, he's not going to have tremendous blocking. He's going to be running through holes like he did at Bama, you know. Yeah. But he uh, – well, I think, uh, you know, we talked about this just off the air – I, I do think that they're going to throw some teams out of being so aggressive in stopping the run. I think the middle of the field stuff will go a long way. Yeah, I mean, I think that in, it wouldn't surprise me if that's like the first play of the game. Boom, play, play action, action down right. the middle of the field. There's Fryer for a twenty yard gain. That was like that too. <laughs> Hit him twelve yards downfield. He takes another six, seven, eight yards. Then yeah. you know, drag somebody. Oh, I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah, that's right. different. And, and I, I, I'm not picking on Ben, but so many of their deep balls. Just seemed, and scripted's the wrong word, but predetermined. My back foot's hitting it. I'm going to chuck it up the sidelines. Almost always on the right. If he's the if if it's Claypool, I'm going to give him a fifty fifty chance at it. Instead of long developing post routes or you know what I mean, yeah. just more more in in the in the the toolbox than that. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Yeah. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, you know, I, I think the the Bengals are going it, to it's it's really weird this year that typically when the Steelers play their opener, the opponent knows way more about them. Yeah, you brought that up yesterday. Then they do the opponent. And That's this, not total opposite this year. It's, it's completely opposite mm-hmm. this year. I think teams are going to go into the, this first month not having a real bead on what mm-hmm. the Steelers are. I mean, I think when the Bengals have the ball, they'll probably have a pretty good feel. Yeah. But there's some new influences on that side of the ball, and there's a, a new body or two. They've, at least they had Joby. They know what he's capable of. But in terms of when the Steelers have the ball – it has to be the most mysterious you've ever prepared for a Tomlin team. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Bengals, you know, because they've always been a staple, obviously. Yeah. You know? Like, okay, what's been, you know, we've we played, you could go back six years, eight years, here's Ben. Yeah, right, you know? right. He's what he does well. And, right. You know, 100%. And you played him last year. And the other thing, too, is 
I very much believe Canada has not come close to showing you the back no, tracks. No, no, no. I mean, well, I don't are, think Terrell Austin has showed. Everything. I don't I think that's a good point. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're they're you know got some stuff here that they're going to do. And we, quite frankly, we didn't get to see a lot of the entire defense out there together. No, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. there were some here and there. You, you know, the like the edge guys weren't out there. Yeah, you know, Highsmith I mean, didn't play a lot in the no. preseason. Um, you, you have know, no worries about him, right? I mean, no, he's ready to no. Roll whenever he's not even on the injury report. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't think so. He's fine. Was, yeah, uh, his. I, I worry that he could be sneaking into the doghouse a little bit. I've just for no good reason. I've had a couple people. Is Highsmith good enough? I'm like, just because you haven't seen him in a month doesn't mean he's not a good player. Well, I, and then they made the they that, made the right? trade as well. So then people yeah, think they needed a third guy. They needed a third in a bad way. They had a bunch I, of fours. I mean, honestly, I think this this edge group. Might be better suited for what they're going to do, because um, remember last year going into the pre into the first part of the season, we were wondering, okay, is, how, is Watt going to be on pitch count? Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of things. Right, right, right. Um, we never really got to see a lot of that group as a whole with Melvin Ingram. No, until about occasionally you'd see the three of them out there together. Until too. about six weeks in, and that's when Ingram decided when he didn't play very much. When all three of them were healthy, yeah, he decided, I, I don't want to be part of this if mm-hmm. I'm gonna if I'm only gonna play five snaps a game. I mean, I think what you need to know about Highsmith, if for those of you that are questioning him, is everyone thinks Ingram's this great player, and oh boy, he changed the, the things around for the Chiefs. Well, the Steelers think Highsmith's better than him. Yeah, and I think he is too. You know? Yeah, right. I mean, not that Highsmith's a superstar. And the stats, but... the stats play that out. We went over right, that a right, couple right. of weeks ago. Ingram had two sacks last year. Yeah. In over 500 uh, snaps. And he's a Dolphin now, but nobody was beating down his door to you know yeah. make him a huge The Chiefs didn't even guy. want him back, and they the could have. The Chiefs didn't do much to keep him. Yeah. Right, or they drafted a guy, you know. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. I think oh, this, I think this game yeah. is going to be interesting. Again, it's going to be a clash of a team that played their guys in the preseason mm-hmm. against one that didn't. Yeah. And we'll see how that works out. I don't know. The Bills didn't play a lot of their. That's why I was sitting here thinking. It's funny you brought that up because I was – I know the Rams never, ever, ever do. Um, I, the Rams I are holding like third string running backs out and stuff. Like, I mean, they were the first Kieran, ones. Kieran Williams, uh, the running back out of Notre Dame, is that the one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They like held him out of the last three. preseason game because, right. well, he's got a role because he's like, going to play. Right. I mean, they don't play anybody. <laughs> um, and they've been miraculously healthy, like the healthiest team in the league. I don't know if one has something to do with the other, but I don't know. Their quarterback had elbow surgery in the offseason. That's very true. Um, <laughs> But I am curious why you were saying that. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna look before this game. How many snaps did the Bills guys play? I remember seeing a drive with Allen. Yeah. Um, I think it was against Denver. They tore Denver apart in the second week. But I, I kind of want to look around the league of which teams did play guys and which teams didn't, and see, see how it goes. See how it matters, right, right. Yeah. Especially when you see a clash like that where one team did and the yeah. other team didn't. Right. I mean, Steelers played a lot of their guys. I mean, yeah. More and, so than most teams. And they played part. they played a lot of snaps. I looked at those Especially offensive offense. line snaps. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, think, they left more out there a couple I think games Dan Morpa ended up playing 77 snaps in the preseason. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's more than a full game's worth. Right. I mean, the right side of the line came out on one or two of the games, and they left him in there. Yeah. Right. And, and even the left guard situation when it was green. Yeah. They were out there deep in the game. So, I mean, they, they played their guys. And, the, you know, if I am if I were the Bengals, I would have played at least played my offensive Boy, line. I would have played my offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they had that left guard rotation going to see who wins. But you got to play the five of them together, in my opinion. I mean – all the simulated pressures—that's a new hot term in the NFL. But the Steelers flooded Buffalo with those last year in Week One. I think you'll see a lot of that stuff, a lot of blitzes that you didn't see. I mean, I want to test these guys mentally. That offensive line, absolutely, you know, and communication yeah. and that stuff. Absolutely. 
He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. Uh, you can subscribe to SNR's newest podcast. The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports is talking nothing but Steelers. It's Saverin on the Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. You can subscribe today. They're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeart radio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there. Friendly S&T Banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 